Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me. Tell you what, let's just do a, a quick synopsis here of what we've seen to this point in time in the topic we're looking at. <clears throat> what we're looking at is Jesus' commandment where he said to love one another. And sometimes we take these things a little too flippantly, I think. And this is a foundational commandment. He had told the disciples that in John 13. And then in John 15, as we've seen in the last couple of episodes, he reiterated it. And he said, you know, love one another. A greater love has no one than to lay down his life for his friends. And he's actually telling them what he's about to do for them. And he says, you're no longer slaves. You are now my friend. And this is what I command you. I command you to love one another. And we saw in the last episode that immediately after that, in the same conversation, as we would say today in the same breath, he says, love one another and know this, that if the world hates you, it's hating you because it hated me first. Okay, we were to understand that. And he says, don't be surprised by this in any form or fashion. He says, but if somebody comes along and hates me, they also hate the Father. And so that's where we left off the last time. You cannot sit there and say, oh, I love God, I love God. But I think there's many ways to God, and Jesus is just one of many ways. No, 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 no. You cannot hate the Lord like that. So let's pick it up uh, again at verse, uh, what, 22 in John 15. If I had not come and spoke to them, they would not have sinned. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. Now, verse 24. If I had not done among them the works, the works which no one else did, they would not have sinned. But now they have both seen and hated me and my father as well. And so he's speaking of those that had come against him. Specifically, and the ones that were primary coming against him were what I refer to as the religionists. Okay, the scribes, the Pharisees, the priests, the chief priests, uh, they were the ones that were coming against Jesus. And the same thing happens today. You get into uh, most churches, particularly denominational churches, and you really and truly speak the truth within every arena of the truth of the Lord, and you watch what happens. You wouldn't believe how quickly that denominational head rises up, okay? And all sorts of things start to be said. And, uh, you know, even in churches that profess to teach and preach the totality and the fullness of the Word of God, uh, that religious spirit is very, very, very deep. And so Jesus is speaking of this. He said they've seen the works, and yet they refuse to believe. And he says because of that, they've both seen and hated. That's Jesus' word. They hated me and my father as well. Then verse 25. But they have done this to fulfill the word that is written in, the, in their law. They hated me without a cause. So that really lets us know that that's who Jesus is speaking of. Because written in their law, that's the law that the Lord had given them. But they so worshiped the law that when the complete total fulfillment of the law, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, came when Messiah, who they'd been anticipating for generations, millennia, literally, when he actually came, they refused him and they rejected him. And Jesus says, they hated me without a cause. That, that's one of the most profound, saddest things you see is that they could not come up with a reason. You see all sorts of trickery and chicanery that they sought to do in tripping Jesus up. 
and having a reason to hate him. And, and so people will, will they'll ask, well, why did they hate him? Well, they hated him for a multitude of reasons. He revealed who they are. Okay. Also, he did not come in the sense that they expected the Messiah to come. If they'd given heed to the scriptures in the way that they said they did, they would have seen it. <laughs> but they didn't do that. They wanted to believe the scriptures in the way they wanted to believe it. So Jesus is telling us, don't be surprised when the world come against, comes against you. They hated me. They hated the Father. They're going to hate you, particularly those within a professing household of faith. Now, watch this. This is the last two verses of the 15th chapter. And I think that this actually gives us uh, insight as to how some things work. Verse 26 says this. When the Helper comes, the Helper, and in the version I'm reading out of is capitalized. <laughs> you know, we have a running joke about that in our local online Bible studies. That punctuation is a form of commentary. Uh, it's correct at this time, okay? Because when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the Spirit of Truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. And you will testify also because you have been with me from the beginning. So he's speaking to his, his disciples right there, the ones that have been with him from the beginning. He says, you know what, here's what's going to happen. And he had told them this, and he's going to tell them again, uh, that there's a helper that is coming, one of the same kind, and is coming from the Father, and the Father will release the helper through the Son, and the Son will send the helper, and the helper is the Spirit of truth, is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God. And it's that wondrous mystery of Father, Son, and Spirit all equal, all one, and yet varied persons with various, every way I try to say it, I could argue against it, but various things that they do, okay? Various callings, various things that God has done, Father, Son, and Spirit. And he's telling them, you know what? This is what is going to enable you. He's the one that will strengthen you and guide you and enable you to walk through these times when the world hates you. Better yet, he's the one by which we are enabled to love one another. And that's the reason that you probably have closer and more loving one-to-one -one relationships and oneness of relationship and oneness of spirit. You have that with people who are believers and yet are not family than you do with family members who are not believers. Okay, you get that? Because we are one in the Spirit. You see that in Ephesians, over in chapter 4 of Ephesians, that those who are true believers are one. So the Lord is saying this, I'm going to send the Spirit of truth, and he describes the Spirit of truth as the helper. He will help them to testify. He will help them to stand firm when the world is against them, and he will help them to love one another. Do you not think that we need that help also? Well, sure we do. Absolutely. And so when we read these passages, these are not just little isolated things where we say, okay, we're supposed to love one another. That's it. No, we are actually empowered to love one another. When we don't love one another, it's simply because we choose not to. <coughs> That's the reason we sin. If you're a true believer, you don't have to sin. You cannot just rest back on this thing saying, well, I'm in my body. So my body, you know, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, and I'm in this body. I'm always going to sin, but God's going to forgive me. No, you can't do that. You cannot do that. We sin because we want to, not because we have to, not because we're, we're required to, because we're still in these bodies. The Lord tells us to be what? Holy. 
to be holy as I am holy. And so that's what he's saying here. The helper is the one who does this. He'll walk us through these times in the world and he will enable us to love one another. Let us do so. Again, I'm Dale and I'll see you again next time.